With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey gang, quick question for you. Have you started playing daily fantasy yet? And if not, why not? Because if like me, you're already given up on the fantasy team that you drafted at the start of the season because it's doing so badly, then check out our brand new daily fantasy listener league courtesy of DraftKings because it could be the game for you. It's all very simple. You pick a brand new team every week based uh, on a salary cap. You enter that team into one or more of our show contests and you try and win all kinds of prizes. We've got merchandise, tickets and good old fashioned cash to give away. And more importantly than all of that, you can embarrass me, Propo, the Guru Sandrini and lots more of your show faves by showing us that you know a lot more than we do. So click the link in our show notes or hit us up on social media for a link and that way you can join the show league. It's free to enter and as well as the pay to play contest, there are going to be free to enter competitions all through the season. You have to be 18 plus, of course. And remember, begambleaware.org. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. Happy Monday, everybody. I'm Mike in the house. Just a little bit to get into. Wow, wow, wow. What a weekend of football. And it probably is a weekend as well, of course. The Saturday games roll into. Loving seeing that. A ton to talk about. Lots of your questions from the mailbag as well. So we will get straight down to business. And the brilliant Iron Mike. Iron Mike, was that the best weekend of football ever, ever? <laughs> it was the worst. It was the worst in many ways. Um, it certainly was the most entertaining. And uh, you know, um, there's a couple of Argentine players who I think could could fit right in. To um, <laughs> yes, there are. Maybe Martinez to in particular. End. I think. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want do... that on the Argentina France World Cup final. So I was recording my World Cup show that I've been doing all all tournament long, and of course with the final going to extra time and pens. Um, we were delayed, of course, a red zone starting. Our guest on the final show, friend of the show, Asmir Begovic, Everton keeper, and of course, big NFL fan. And we decided, the production team decided, penalty's done. We've got to watch the trophy lift and messy, you know, legendary moment. We've got to watch that and then we'll record the interview with Asmir as live afterwards, right? So we're getting into maybe, well, arguably one of the greatest games of football of all time, arguably the greatest World Cup final of all time. And we're talking about it for five, six minutes. Asmir, I could tell two or three times during that chat was looking over at his screen at Red Zone. <laughs> he even admitted to me afterwards he was. Well, he yeah, tells yeah. you how compelling Red Zone was. You know, I've, I've never understood that kind of, you got to watch the trophy being lifted and all that. I mean, I know if you're like, if you were an Argentine or, you know, um, some, but 
it's like when I used to work in in some events at ABC and, and the, the stills photographers would always get in your way. You know, you're trying to keep your camera position um, clean and they've got their little pen and they keep moving. You know. and, and finally, I'd say, look, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, your editors are all going to use the same picture of the guy lifting up the trophy or the guy kissing the medal. You know, and it doesn't matter what shot you get now because unless you're going to sell it to somebody else. Um, but if you hadn't watched the trophy giving, you would have missed, of course, the um, remarkable uh, Jaddy Infantino's suit and trainers combo, which was <laughs> one of the most ill-judged things there's, I think I've ever seen. There's an awful lot remarkable about FIFA. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, yeah, I thought I thought giving uh, Messi the ceremonial robe was was mm. quite a nice gesture, but on the other hand, it was just like the apex of sports washing. Mm. So, I mean, as nice as it is, and you know, and and um, for the for the Arab world, I'm, I'm sure it was that was a, a really good moment and for the rest of the world it should be but you've got all this other stuff behind it that basically gets washed out by the uh which is why they call it sports washing by the you know by the thrill of the tournament and you know i just i just hate watching these things end in pill oh, although walt anderson should certainly get a job with fifa as the head of officiating i want to i want him to explain exactly how a stern lecture to an argentine player does any good at all especially in a language he doesn't understand you know it was like 28 seconds into the game <laughs> and, and no it was a little longer than that because the first foul was 28 seconds into the game um and the first near death occurrence um <laughs> but then but then what's his name you know who had been followed a couple of minutes later pushed the guy over from behind just ran behind him and threw, pushed him over and the ref saw it and mm. gave him a stern lecture i mean no cards question. you know because you because we know after the um after the spain holland debacle mm. um with the english referee that nobody wants to give out lots of cards early but you know mm. here, here he is lecturing martinez on not taking the ball away from the penalty spot and throwing it away and then he does the same thing right afterwards and i swear he should have given him a red card yeah should, should have done for the, i completely agree and, and it would have made the tournament so much more exciting because halfway through the penalty shootout you have to mm. use your backup goalie yeah 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 or just chuck messy in there um Propo does give us stern lectures, to be fair, before many of our shows, Mike. So I think there is a there is validity in a stern lecture if executed in the right hand. Who's who's number sixty five for the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, and, I know and why. And why does he look like his long lost twin brother? I mean, it's Alex Kappa. If he if Propo didn't know it, I, I was kind of oh, giving him an opportunity yeah. there, to kind of saying my you know my old buddy Alex Kappa, who, yeah, you know, fathered my children. Alex Kappa and Propo separated at birth. Right. Let's get down to business. Do you want to start with? <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots, Mike. Oh, did anything did. happen in that game? I know you did. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jacoby Myers getting all the criticism, but it's Ramondre Stevenson that keeps the play alive, right? Well, but yeah. Shouldn't he be taking as much blame here? Because if I'm Jacoby Myers, I'm thinking the heat of the moment. Oh shit! What? Okay. We've... <laughs> if you look at the at the video, you see Matt Patricia's clapping on the sidelines, kind of like going, "Go, go!" <laughs> Is he? Oh, no, no, I but see. but I mean, they didn't call the play. Obviously, I think Joe Thomas was saying, you know, how could they call a play like that? And, and no. And I said to Joe, yeah, they didn't call it. I mean, if you just if you look at it, you see that the. Um, just winging it. So do they? Do yeah, they they're just, they're just winging. It. There's no one in position, you know. To and and the linemen did a great job of kind of running down the field, trying to block for Ramondre as if the draw play was going. But Matt Patricia, I mean, that their play calling is so atrocious. And, mm. You know, they had 40 seconds, and he's run. He runs a draw on the second play, and it gets mm. about 12 yards. But big deal, you know. It mm. does you no good. Um, it doesn't stop the clock. But they had no faith, I think, in Mac Jones being able to throw the ball. And after the 
game, Belichick said they asked him why they didn't do a Hail Mary. Yeah, and Bel- right. Bel- Belichick said because we didn't have a quarterback who could reach the end zone. With 50 um, yards, he said. He said, Matt Joe's never thrown 50. We didn't think he'd yeah. throw 50 yards. And then there was load, loads of people. I think Simmons was pointing this out on his pod. A pile of people piled in straight away and showed pictures of Matt Jones in college throwing over 50 yeah. yards. You know, yeah, so. I mean, it's a mess. And and if it, I'm going to go to the end at the beginning. You know, if there ever was an argument for Bill to step down. Wow, really? Um, I think... Really? And I know people have overreacted in the past and all, but but I'm I'm saying this based on the season's play. The, the Patriots are where they are at seven and seven and should and should have been eight and six because they have played mediocre do your job football. It loaded with mistakes, loaded with with bad play calling, as I said. I mean, I, I tweeted this morning they should hire Matt Leonard as their offensive coordinator in Hollywood. Fire, fire Patricia. They were they were what three four 13 uh, something no two for two for 13 on t- third down mm. mac jones completed you know like one downfield pass which was the one that set up the the what should have been the winning touchdown now and, and now to put this into context and everybody was screaming about you know oh it's the tuck you know, finally we get revenge for the tuck game well they've, they've got revenge for the tuck game about three times <laughs> yeah. in the last 20 years but but the revenge for the tuck game was the call um, on Keelan Cole's non-touchdown. Oh, touchdown, yeah. Which you know, was I mean, blatant. yeah. When, when, how much, you know, what are they saying? The ball of his foot hit before the toes did. You know, it's like, it, it's incomprehensible. And it, and they didn't even let Ron Torbert talk to the press. They they dragged out Walt Anderson to- um, They yanked out Walt, they won't leave. Which yeah, is so why, the, yeah, the Walt Anderson could, ex- was- yeah, Walt Anderson could explain how the Zapruder film um, shows that <laughs> you know <laughs> Kenny wasn't killed at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the justification was it, because the ruling on the field was a touchdown, right? That they couldn't yeah. overturn it with what they had, and it's that old easy out there. So this is interesting, Mike, because I look at it and I understand the calls for Belichick. Maybe time to walk away. I look at it that they. Are at 500, still very much in the playoff mix, as you said, should really be eight and six, barring an extraordinary thing happening. And that is testament to the fact that he can still deliver at the highest level. He doesn't have any kind of heavyweight coordinators around him. So isn't that what he needs to reboot the coordinators and get a few extra key pieces? And they're suddenly, they're in the toughest division in football well, right, to get out of right now. Well, they went a whole different path two years ago. Mm. into free agency big time which which they had never done mm. um and in the short term it sort of worked but when you look at what they spent and what they've got i mean did john o smith i said john o smith wouldn't go back in the game i did he um you know a- after his bonehead you know play um going you know not, not getting set not knowing where to line up and not getting set which which basically took them from fourth and one to fourth and six and had to take a field goal. They called timeout and took a touchdown off the board because Patricia didn't like, I don't know whether they didn't like the call. They didn't do it. And Mac Jones throws a touchdown pass and that, that one's negated by their stupidity. Um, The play calling all season has been atrocious. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, First down, running in, into the middle of the line. Second down, throw an eight-yard pass that goes incomplete. Third down, let's fool them. We'll throw a screen, um, and and it's kind of like repetitive to to the end. I, I agree. Belichick can still coach, no question about it. But it, the question is whether whether they actually have the discipline to 
perform the way he wants them to perform. That game was a classic Patriot win. Mm. They didn't outplay. Well, they did defensively in the second half, but they basically played field position, you know, got the interception from the defense, which played really well up and, you know, up, up until it actually almost including that last drive um, got took a Nick Folk field goal. They got a 54 yarder finally executed a drive with two, which was two plays, basically one long pass and one long run. Um, and, you know, it was, it was basically them stealing a whim for a team, which is probably no better than they are mm-hmm. um, talent wise. Um, and certainly not as well coached um, from the head coaching, but, but it's, it was just a, a total, in discipline, don't the players understand the situation is the mm. question. If they don't understand the situation, is it their fault or is it the coach's fault for not yeah. making sure they know what the, you're tied? You don't need the touchdown. It would mm. be great if you got it. If you wanted to get you can win with a field goal. Somebody mm. should have told Matt Patricia that, um, you know, it, it's it, to me, to me, it's a, it's absolutely insane. And, and certainly. Stevenson, okay, you lateral because you you want to keep the play going, and, and mm. he'd done a great job of, of of getting extra yards, but you're still mm. nowhere near. You're not going to get into the end because it so, could be yeah, and, it could be ascribed to his over eagerness, or yes, as you suggest, he misunderstood the the situation in the game. Well, Patricia did and was encouraging him. If you join a few of those points together, Mike, that you've made, this can be fixed with a change in. He's not going to get rid of his son, but with a change in the rest, or a, <laughs> and you know, there's part of yeah, yeah there's part of the part problem. Of the problem, sure. But um, Patricia, a new offensive coordinator, would solve. In fact, you know what? I'm going to dive to Twitter because we've got a lot of questions yeah. in for Mike. Oh, bet yeah. uh, at the NC show from uh, is Hagen in touch with us, of course, on on uh, all the channels. We're on TikTok as well. How about that? Um, and this is on Twitter from Alistair Clark on the Patriots. Second part of his his uh, question. Has Mac Jones now regressed so much? There's no option but to draft or trade for a new QB one this season. So you can, uh, or I guess he he means kind of going into going into next season. So you can look at the Mac Jones regression and chalk that up very much to to Patricia. You can look at the ill discipline, which is very un Belichickian, right, and chalk right. a chunk of it up to to Patricia. As you said quite rightly, Belichick's still able to coach at the very highest level. And despite all of these problems, they are still in the playoff mix. So well, that's because it's a terrible league. I mean, uh, yeah. There's so many, there's so many bad teams. I mean, you know, they'd be I winning think, the NFC South right now. The giant, be, the Giants beat, be yeah, exactly. They'd be they'd be triumphing in the NFC South. And and Tom Brady's regression is is merely a mm. Patriots haters kind of wet dream with Belichick and Brady, <laughs> sure. you know, imploding at the same at the same moment well, in the well, same that- in the same day, I mean, <laughs> the you know, same day, yeah. it was like, what did Brady have? Two fumbles, two fumbles, uh, two interceptions. Um, you know, I, and I love I mean, Tom Brady because that, that was my Drew Lock of the week. Thank God that came in. But just on, on this point, isn't there a very fair and strong argument? One significant change, a new dynamic offensive coordinator. And the Patriots will be fine. And this talk. Well, about no, it, I don't think it's that simple. I wish it were, but it's, but it's not. Um, and you know, I, I was looking around when at, I think I mentioned it before. We, you know, when when Carolina fired Joe Brody, mm. Buffalo signed him as a quarterbacks coach. You know, because they because they had lost Abel and, and they'd moved up Dorsey to offensive coordinator. And, mm. You know, um, and I was thinking, why didn't why didn't the Patriots take a look at him? Um, yeah, you know, and maybe not. Maybe 
Belichick has taken a look at it, you know, and then, and uh, Marcus Brady got fired. And, and you know, I'm, I don't have that much. Um, I remember Marcus Brady from the Alouettes when he was with Mark Trestman. Mm. But, you know, but bring in something, someone new and younger who your quarterback can, you know, relate to, um, to help your quarterback along, because that was certainly part of Mac Jones' apparent success as a rookie was the way they, they basically coddled him all the way along, you know, play, play by play, which is, mm. and, and that's not a criticism of, of a quarterback. It's a great, it's what you should do with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, make, make his life as easy, as easy as you can. Patricia is trying to, for some reason, you know, make it even easier. And, and, and Jones, as you said, has regressed is visibly, he can't put, you know, they opened the game. He threw like two, two square outs that he couldn't hit. Mm. Um, he was over um, an open receiver. Yeah, it, It's like, it, it, it's, it's a very strange thing. I was sitting there thinking they got to go to Zappy, um, mm. you know, and, and get him in, in, in the third, in the well, third. they have that option. Of course. I mean, I have a lot of sympathy for, for Mac Jones, given everything that, that we've been talking about. Is there an outside chance that he was overhyped last season? Um, not at the beginning, but probably at the end. Um, but he did, you know, he played relatively well up up until the crunch time of the season, really, in, mm. in which is where we are now in in December, and you know when when things get when things get tougher. I mean, they could move him to safety, but given what happened, with, 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 yeah, with the tackle Jordan, on Charlie Jones is probably not going to happen. Yeah, um, both are messing each other on what a tackle that was. It was. I mean, all he has to do is hang on because all yeah. you know he he can if he gets carried thirty yards, just wait for somebody else to help because if. Once he's down, the half the game's over, and they and they go to a penalty shootout. Um, like, you know, in all, in all seriousness, I am surprised, and I understand why they don't do it. But I'm surprised why they don't do a bit of tackling training with quarterbacks because, for obvious reasons, there are situations when <laughs> because they'll get hurt. Yeah, no, we know that's why they don't do it. But I mean, why they can teach them the basics? Think about how many pick sixes have been given up. Oh yeah, because the quarterback can't can't do a basic tackle. At least slow the play yeah. down. What, one of the funniest play. plays in football to me is the quarterback pretending to chase the guy who's intercepted <laughs> yeah, the ball on the sure. pr- pr- pick six, so that he doesn't have to make contact. But he's in the mix <laughs> with him. But you know, everything about tackling in that situation is is a threat to the quarterback's long. You know, shoulder is the main thing. That's the first thing you worry about. You know, and much much less face. I, I, wouldn't you just love it if somehow you know. <laughs> It had like Joe, they were, I don't know, Joe Flacco, kind of, kind of trying to chase Micah Parsons or, or some, or, or some guy, you know, but I mean, it, it was, that was one of the most horrible finishes. I probably the most horrible. I mean, a lot of people compared it to the Patriots losing to the Dolphins a couple of years ago when the Dolphins mm-hmm. ran the, 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 um, the lateral fumble rumble, whatever you want to call it. Um, and the Patriots had no, defense for that and you know this is bill belichick teams are not supposed to get caught out by things they're not right and that's the key isn't it the, and that, that to me is the key he reminds yeah. me right now of don shula in his last yeah. few years with the dolphins where you know not that he not that shula couldn't coach anymore but it was the time had passed. Um, the Dolphins were, were scraping it out with without you know really seeming to have a good plan. Mm. Um, Shula's best assistants had gone elsewhere. Um, you know, long time Arnsbarger is the one that jumps to mind. He'd gone a long time before. There was no Marino. 
Um, and mm-hmm. you know, they were they were basically eking out. And you know, sometimes I get the Philly Bill wants to break Shula's record. Record, and, right? Which is you know, where is he, he away from now? Twenty. Well, at the rate at the rate they're going, he's twelve <laughs> <Ten> years. years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's let's move on because there's so much else, uh, so many other games to get into. The most <laughs> so much other stupidity. So much other stupidity. <laughs> the most significant defeat. I was trying to work this out. So looking at well you've got to throw new england in there the, the jets of course as well because they are battling for that for the, that playoff spot carolina losing pretty much hands the south to the bucks despite their employment. actually somebody pointed out if carolina win out they can win the division they can still win the division according to this is the athletic <laughs> the percentage and propo and i was going to uh regale us with some of classic espn probability win percentages one of the, our favorite things on the show like yesterday went into meltdown uh to make the playoff 79.5 percent is the statistical uh edge for the bucks right now to earn a buy zero percent <laughs> to win the super bowl three <laughs> percent i don't know how they work that one out um but of course the bucks will probably hang on to the division by the look of it and then get a home field game likely against the Cowboys, right? It's looking like the Cowboys come in because the Cowboys looking shaky as well. So fourth will play the Cowboys. If the Cowboys come in at fifth, as the top as the top um, wild card team, probably probably Giants commanders and, and Seahawks aren't going to catch them right and no probably not and and at, to be honest I, if Dallas were playing Tampa I think Tampa would be in with a pretty good home, shot yeah for sure yeah. for sure um, what about Minnesota playing one of those other two right so because Minnesota are assuming they uh well after this week uh, yeah. Minnesota seemed to be the team blessed by um blessed by the football gods so, how important is that win going to be for them for their for their mindset for their psyche I think it's going to be big, Mike. I think if they'd lost Psy- that game, psyche, psyche wise, yeah, psyche wise, um, they've lost that game. But but first well, off, no, let, let me clarify do. why I'm asking you, Mike, because yeah, they have been coined with are oh, they're the most deceptive team with a winning record. They're no good. Yeah. They're yeah. fragile. Yeah. They implode, and they are absolutely staring down the barrel. If they had you what eked out a couple of touchdowns and that was an 18 point loss they would have limped into the playoffs now they're going to go in with a with a bit of swagger and self-belief aren't they? i know it was the colts but i think that was a maybe an underestimated game for this particular team who is tarred with a mm, your lightweights even though your record yeah, it, it's funny because the reason i hesitate was simply that the first half was such an anomaly um the colts built up that lead but they they got a pick six they got a fumble six mm-hmm. um and um, um, so they, they, it wasn't as if they had they had sort of done a great um, a great job of out, of outplaying them um, in the in the broad spectrum, and it was as if everything that could go wrong um, was was going wrong at the same time. Mm. That was also one of the huge penalty games this weekend. There were twenty penalties for one hundred and seventy seven yards, um, and that's entertainment, as we all know, because <laughs> what we really want to watch is. Trey Blake um, telling us what what the latest call is, but <laughs> but uh, Minnesota actually had more penalties than um, than Indy, so you can't you can't blame it um, you can't blame it on that. But but then when they recovered, it was exactly as if it's exactly the, um, a microcosm of the season. You know, you saw the good and the bad from uh, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger problem for them, and psychologically, they may be up, but Je- Je- uh, Jefferson may be out. Um, and Darisaw lasted about half mm. 
half and you know went, coming back yeah. and he's out um harrison smith they need to be fully healthy and, and fully fit so yeah you know, the, the questions will always be there um with minnesota and i i say so you know that you know this going back from um 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 i said what was bothering me i said fumble fumble six it was the block punt um but not the a block punt. punt yeah yeah but um the um I'm not huge on team psychology. I mean, I know it, it is a real factor, but it's so easy to change a play. You know, I've had this momentum argument with, with Jason, um, you know, cause I, even though it's only division three college football, it's still football. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, my last game, we had great momentum going and then our team captain who was playing next to me for some reason goes offside. And, and then, um, on the next play, his buddy, the the wide receiver, goes offside. Well, there's our momentum gone. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take it doesn't you, take much. Was Matt Patricia your coordinator in there? <laughs> Matt Patricia. <laughs> yeah, it's funny we we wouldn't have played Matt Patricia, but he played that same kind of level of Eric Mangini played. Uh, you know, for Wesleyan after. Um, but but my my point here is that you know that that momentum they'll take um, will last as long as the next black blocked punt. Um, the next interception, you know, each game, each game is a new, is a new event. And when you're on a roll, you're on a roll, but you know, weird things can happen. You know, I thought the Patriots coming off a road win in, in Arizona, go to, go to Vegas, you know, good week of practice, blah, blah, blah. They're in a good position to beat Josh McDaniels. And, you know, it looked like they wouldn't then typical Belichick football. It looked like they would. And then, it all fell. It yeah. all fell apart. How do you put momentum? You know, where do you factor psychology and momentum into that? What all right, what, all right. okay. what drove that team to throw that game away? You I know? give you Exhibit B on okay. Mike Nelson. The Detroit the Jack- Lions. I, uh, <laughs> the Detroit Lions. Come on, you're trying to well, tell they, me they don't have the mo. They they have the mo. They have the big mo. Yeah. Um, Dan Campbell. I mean, did Dan Campbell make Khalif Raymond return that punt for a touchdown? You know, if, they now believe by, that if you by being three, tough, four weeks ago, I believe I can it. take that punt back for a touchdown. No, but how many they how many punts the were game. there that weren't taken back for touchdowns? They this, is, <laughs> this is the old you can do whatever you want to do. You know, if you just believe hard enough, you can do well. For every kid who believes that he can be a star footballer, how many believe they can and aren't? But, but the two don't have to be completely independent of each other. You can have moments in a game, which, of course, momentum doesn't affect an individual uh, and the trajectory and, and, and the recent form doesn't affect. It would have happened irrespective. And I get equally that you can go in with confidence, with swagger, and a few things can happen. And that is that evaporates quickly. That is all fair. Cool. But there is no doubt that you can have a self-belief within a team and that can enhance your playing level in a way that a team that is or limping to the finish line or you can force the other team to play zach zach wilson at quarterback (laughs) yeah sure sure that's that's plan b it's plan b yeah Yeah. i mean it's funny when you look at the overall stats in in the standings the patriots and jets i think that the jets have allowed something like four points fewer than the Patriots and the Patriots have scored something like 12 points more than the Jets. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like they're almost the same team. (laughs) They just get there. They just get there from different, from different directions. Um, I I would just jump, jump ahead. Mm. Uh, Well, no, I'll stick with your point because I mean, 
I take I had Detroit pick to win that game. Um, mm. So I, it was never in doubt in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I also had the under, um, which was never in doubt in my mind either. <laughs> Although people were going crazy on, you know, oh, no, it's Detroit. They're going to score four. Anyway, mm. Jekyllville, the Jekyllville Jackson, Jacksonville mm. um, Jaguars, you know, um, <laughs> how do you how do you? Jaguars. Yeah, they're 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 basically Doctor Jekyll and, and yeah. Mr. Mr. Peterson. You know, um, how how do, you, how do you how do you figure how do you figure that team out? You know, uh, there, there was that moment. You know, Lawrence spins out of the sack, right? Amazing, starts galloping downfield, brilliant, and then fumbles the ball. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the Cowboys have to punt it back, and then they then they you know then they go down and and. Um, it, it, it's also funny how, and this is another one of those anomalies. Jacksonville only has one timeout left. Mm. And you remember they 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 got the um, um, the one second. Yes, you know, back on, on the, the clock. Yeah, back on the stuff. But but two plays before that, the, they decided to review the Christian Kirk catch, which was mm-hmm. pretty obviously a catch. But that gave Jacksonville a timeout. Mm-hmm. That you know, if they decide to review it, you get the timeout. And and there's no there's no penalty or recompense one mm. way or the other um, uh, about that. So you know, yeah. um, and then point. yeah, and then Dak throws Dak throws the, the pick six, and um, Jenkins had it. God, I wish I'd seen that whole game, you know, because someone just said during the end of the game he had 18 tackles. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking, and 17 of them didn't make red zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, alternative um, red zone. I and Mike's alternative red zone. That's yeah, that, that would be that would be interesting. Mm. Like me and Scotso, you know, um, <laughs> no, Scott, you got to show this tackle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's jumping you know, back. The picture just yeah, go back. Yeah, I mean, so the, or the one what gets me is a team is in the red zone, but they'll be showing Tom Brady who's on the, on his own 30 yard line, you know. I'll cut to it, and then Brady will do the old twelve second. He's the might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the team, the, the game that interested me, strangely enough, was last night's game with with the Giants in Washington because not many people would have I, said no, that. I think I'm no, it wasn't it. fun. It wasn't fun. You know, <laughs> fun, wasn't fun, fun time. Um, it did go under. <laughs> God bless you guys. Yeah. Um, but that was the game that Belichick was playing. You know, Brian Dayball coached twice for new England and, and coached with Nick Saban. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a product of that system and what they were like three for 10 on third down the giants. They, they, they kicked two 50 yard field goals, uh, mm. 50 yards plus, um, but they played good defense. They, mm-hmm. you know, they, and when they had the ball, they ran, was it a 97 yard, 98 yard drive or like a 29? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, and that is the Belichick mm. kind of formula. Yeah, if, you know, if, when, for the, in the years when you don't have Tom Brady throwing to Randy Moss, you know, you win by playing field position, by not making mistakes, by playing good defense, especially on third down. Um, and, you know, I, yeah. I, I was I was watching that game and thinking, well, this is what the New England Raiders game almost was. Mm. Um, well, you're right. I mean, the, the command is just one of 10 on third down. And that was the interesting thing about it in particular was that all the preamble pregame focus was the flip side. It was going to be Washington squashing this Giants offensive line, putting pressure under Jones, that one dimensional and that dimension, Saquon falling off a cliff. And none of those things. <laughs> was the direct yeah. Opposite. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, because that's going to be the Giants. Um, I, I was just looking it up now. Yeah, Washington was one of ten, mm-hmm. and the Giants were two of ten. Mm. 
Okay. Um, and you know, so <laughs> it's painful. It's painful to watch. But time of possession was was basically thirty and a half to twenty nine and a half. You know, okay. it's like you you call you called it. Um, but you know, the Giants have a real problem um, for next year um, with Daniel Jones and and Saquon. They've got they've mm. got two decisions to make there that that will impact the team. Um, oh, they'll definitely and, offer Saquon a deal. I think. I think. I think they will. I think they will. Well, I, I mean, they almost have to, but almost is a big word there. Saquon's an injury-prone, very good back, and and to tie him up, you may need to give him a big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, Jones, you might be able to persuade back, but someone's probably going to be out there willing to take a take a chance on him. Um, there are a they, lot of free I think Galladay. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think Galladay. You know they'll save cap money when Galladay goes because yeah. there's no way in the world they keep him. But but then what you know what else do they have slash can do? It's going to be it's going to be fairly limited. Does Galladay um, go to Kansas City and win the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> the um, the free agent quarterback market's not hugely mm. impressive, although that you know that I can know. change. It's, it's a fair amount, right? I mean, yeah. Let me just look that. Well, Jimmy Jimmy G Jimmy would be, G. but he's. He's like Saquon Barkley. Only, I mean, he's not as good a quarterback as Saquon is a running back when he's healthy, but he's never healthy. You know, um, he's so done. A, yeah, go go for it, Mike. So he's done a great job this season. Saquon has of mm. keeping himself on the field. You know, he's played through some some injuries that that probably a couple of years ago he might not have um, because they you know they're they're debilitating for running backs. But um, okay. but still, you just can't help it. Here's the list, right? So. Uh, technical free agents brady right. uh teddy bridgewater uh I'll, I'll go through all of them some more yeah. notable than others Brissette, Brissette. Dalton, Donald, yeah, was... joe flacco yeah. uh <laughs> G, taylor heineke lamar of course and that's the but presumably they'll, they'll they'll wrap him up case keenan Gardner Minshew, mason rudolph cooper rush yeah, might get some looks with what he's did this season gino the Seahawks will lock in Gino, won't they? After this, well, season? that's an interesting one too. They might, they might not. I mean, they don't have an alternative. That's that's one of the problems. But you know, um, unless uh, victims of their own success as well, unless they want to go with pick. yeah, unless they want to go with one of the Rams. But the inter- mm. I saw somebody had suggested a trade for Heine- Heineke for Daniel Jones, mm, which would, which would be an interesting interesting maneuver. Um, mm. I'm not I'm I'm not sure it improves either team. <laughs> although, we'll although, although but, but I mean, who in there, who in there jumps out at you and saying, oh, this guy's going to make us a winner, you know? Um, I suppose uh, you've got, you got Cooper in the right situation as we see him. Jimmy G is the, is the, the standout in terms of a number of, well, obviously other than Brady, that will, you'll upgrade by having him, right? I mean, well, it, it depends on what kind of offense you're going to run. And, sure. and, and I think one thing that, you know, you do have to worry about is that his limitations as a pocket passer you know, just seem to, to, not that he can't throw from the pocket, but, but that he's going to get hurt in the pocket. Mm. Um, that that's the biggest one. And San Francisco's scheme made it, made it pretty easy for him. Um, so a team running that kind of thing, Brady to the giants would be an interesting one, but you know, how do you rebuild with a 46 year old quarterback who mm. in all fairness looks, in, looks a step slow, Mm. Uh, or a second slower in, in instincts and stuff like that. And, and really seems to need everything to be right for him to get the passing motion and, and, and the juice that's there. Um, that, you know, the, I thought, I thought in that game, um, Tampa's defense 
looked more like what it was, mm-hmm. you know, when, when they were doing well. And that that's a positive for them. But the fact that they're unable to make, um, well, I know the reason they're unable to make the offense work is that there's no, there's no um, secondary threat for to to the defense. They don't really have a, a great pass receiving back, mm. um, or they don't seem to use for net for net Out that way. Yeah. The tight ends, you know, there's no Gronk obviously um, uh, at tight ends, so 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 that that's a problem for them. And then Cincinnati, as they Lou Anarumo, they I mean they did a great job of adjusting at halftime. You know, mm. and 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 making Brady's life uh, a bit more miserable. What but, specifically uh, changed? Do you think? Um, I, well, I think again, they, I think I we did this a couple of weeks ago. They they went to more pressing coverage, yeah. um, and and blitzed a little bit more, but but basically we're we're holding the receivers up, um, getting them out of timing because the roots are all life. based on timing. Um, and Brady, to be honest, made it easy for them because mm. you know the fun the you know the fun there wasn't defense that forced the fumbled exchange with Fournette you know that was that was Brady not being in the his you know not putting the ball in the right place at the mm. right time um so yeah I, I think Cincinnati's the team with obviously with momentum um the mo there's there's um you know the second half coming on like that and yeah you know, I mean really what you're talking about the Eagles you're yeah. talking. You're talking about the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals, mm. and the Niners, and then every, and then everybody. And else then there's everybody. And then together. there's everybody else. It feels like you know what. Before we get onto Saturday's Bills Fins game, it feels. Where are you on Saturday football? By the way, you okay with it? You annoy? Does it annoy you? Um, after the college season's over, mm. apart from apart from the <laughs> bowl games, um, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> famous, I, I did a whole rundown of these the bowls. Bowl. <laughs> for, yeah, that that's coming. Yeah. Um, uh, in my in my Patreon column, you know, and there I'm wasn't there wasn't that much. The the best thing on Saturday actually last week. Uh, and the, the, uh, this weekend too were, were the FCS playoffs. Mm. Um, I wrote about the greatest game ever played, which was Incarnate Word beating. Um, yeah, you mentioned that last week's show. I think. Yeah, yeah sixty-six, sixty-three yeah. without yeah, yeah, yeah. overtime. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a it was a fantastic game, but um, the FCS semifinals were Incarnate Word lost by three thirty-five, thirty-two. I think it was to North Dakota State, and South Dakota State kind of ran over Montana State. So we get the jackrabbits against the bison for the national championship jackrabbits won at the fargo dome during the season um but they play in frisco in mm. frisco texas that is frisco, um, texas. there is actually a frisco bowl as well oh, i was gonna yeah i thought that i thought the female i've heard of a frisco bowl. I, I you know there's there's a form of lard <laughs> vegetable <laughs> shortening in the where states, is the show going on mike <laughs> in, in the states that's called crisco and okay, I just thought they should okay. they should be the sponsors of the Frisco Bowl. It could be the you know it could be the Crisco Frisco the Crisco Bowl. Frisco Bowl. Maybe they could be our sponsors. We can get them in touch with them. Hey, is there college days coming soon? Proper. You and Ben have recorded a special college days, right? Yeah, we have. It's very exciting. I've also got those probabilities if you want them. Oh yeah, let's hear them. So this is the ESPN probabilities, which we love. Um, went into meltdown yesterday. The Bucks had an eighty nine percent chance of winning when they were seventeen nil up, according to ESPN. Okay. Dallas, a 97% chance in the third quarter against Jacksonville. New England had a 95% chance to win in the fourth quarter. Wow. And the Colts, which is probably most impressive, had a 99.6% chance of victory to win in the third quarter. <laughs> I wish I wish wow. the worldwide leader was around when I was like nine years old and had the electric football game where, where you, <laughs> you put all these little plastic 
plastic guys out there and then you turn the the button and the and then the, still move the, around the field started to vibrate so the guys would move around espn could have given me could have given me a, a winning percent probability on, on that one. So how did it, how did it work so it would just kind of ra- just rattle around and you would line and... them up very carefully in mm. formation and stuff and then when you turn the thing on they would just start the 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 it would vibrate it was like mm. magic fingers in your hotel mm-hmm. bedroom um the 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 feet field itself would vibrate and then all these little pieces would just shake and move and they might go forward they might go sideways they might fall over it was it was the worst it was the worst christmas present and i was so excited when i got it oh electric football is this all there is you know i think we should get some some vegas casino to to reinstate that it's it's like sigma Sigma derby it would be great you could have a whole playoff and you know i would um, i would watch that Um, and also just jumping back mike the like the what in the hotel rooms (laughs) magic fingers was this thing in in motel rooms okay i don't think think classy hotels had it but you you, like you put a quarter in and then the the bed started vibrating which was like it was going to it was going to give you a a massage or whatever i'm sure that's a replace trace i can remember being going up to boston to see otis span and and there were a bunch of us but you know we we had a couple of motel rooms and we ran into my roommate um, my college roommate you saw all magic fingers and he jumped on the bed he threw a quarter in the thing and i was sitting on the other bed my bed started shaking like that (laughs) after about five minutes of his lying there like a corpse he said you know this really isn't worth a quarter (laughs) of course you hadn't said a bloody thing thanks for carlson (laughs) god that something's never changed uh let's talk about saturday game then miami buffalo yeah i think the dolphins will obviously be disappointed they didn't win it but take a lot of positives from that game um two o'clock playing called weather. I mean three losses in a row on the road. I mean, yeah, they go back to Miami and they get to sweat some teams to death. Um, so that that'll be a positive. Um, two can't play on the wall on the road, two can't play in the cold. They're not yeah. gonna be a match if, all, if they do all of us the taking playoffs. the under because the weather was going to destroy the yeah, game. Sure. Um you notice when it started to snow, that's when it was kind of like Josh Allen coming out of the coffin you know <laughs> yeah, like the it creaks and he comes yeah <laughs> exactly music. but but um, Tua, Tua looked like Tua looked like the week before I mean his passes were inaccurate uh what mm-hmm. was he he threw his first five or six incomplete um he he I mean Waddle was was really good but he underthrew Waddle on the long touchdown again um mm-hmm. and you can't always depend on Waddle or Tyreek Hill I thought Buffalo did a great job of holding Hill in check which was obviously what they were going to do you know from the start and Waddle stepped up as as you know um a, as needed um that was another big penalty game too um mm-hmm. but even in penalties but there were 15 of them uh and the time of possession in that was just seven seconds apart um so which, which made sense you know given 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 how the the result was um i thought what what impressed me was that miami was able to run the ball on so on um buffalo so well most are you know especially yeah. um but couldn't when they needed to mm. and they got a lot of criticism for that didn't he for the play calling they didn't yeah. Seeing as they were making so much hay, they didn't lean on it at crucial moments. And it didn't really open up anything for Tua, you know. And and this is what Buffalo do, is they don't really they don't really change much in the way that they play. They, you know, to, they're not going to bring extra guys into the box. And they're always going to have a light box because Milano is barely, you know, he's just a little bit bigger than a safety, um, mm. good as he is. Um, so I thought Miami 
might have got away from that a, a little a little too soon. Um, and uh, offensively, Dawson Knox had a great game. I mean, you know, they should give him his own series, call it Hard Knocks, and put it, put it on <laughs> HBO. Um, but Knocks Landing, I think you should <laughs> that's good. That's real good. Um, you know, and and his his big plays indicated that they were doing a pretty good job of holding Stefan Diggs in place with Xavier Howard, um, mm. you know, and, and Gabe Davis didn't really have, <clears throat> wasn't really able to have a couple of impact plays that they might've usually expected from him. But um, uh, that, that I'm not that impressed with Miami. I, you know, I, I, but now, as I say, when they go back to Miami in December, it's always an advantage for them. Um, yeah. And, they played, bear in mind that those three losses, Two of them were to the 49ers and uh, and obviously the Bills and the other it was the Chargers, wasn't it, the week before? So yeah. I mean it's not exactly uh a yeah. straightforward schedule. They've now got the Packers, the Patriots, and the Jets to close things down. And and that's that's the state of the league right now. You know, mm. you you don't automatically say Miami's gonna beat any of those three teams, but mm. they'll be fa- they should be favorites. They probably will be favorites in all of them, except unless Green Bay tonight have a really great looking game, you know. Um, but then when Aaron Rodgers travels down to Florida, there's usually things go wrong. Um, historically, that's 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 basically true. Um, and you know, and and the other game on Saturday was also was also interesting, you kind of weather wise and all, because um, although you know people will say, oh, Nick Chubb ran for ninety nine yards, and you know. Um, so Cleveland did to Baltimore what Baltimore usually does um, to everybody else. Baltimore actually ran the ball quite well. I mean, Dobbins, Dobbins, Dobbins sure. um, you know, had a couple of really big runs and, and um, that was another 20 penalty game, 177 yards in penalties. December is penalty. It's like national penalty month. Everybody wants to be ad hoc. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the, to me, the interesting thing in that game was that if you take the, if the conditions take, Justin Tucker out of the game. And, mm. and actually this applies to York as well, because he missed a couple of field goals. Um, it, it, Baltimore becomes kind of very average there, um, mm. you know, and um, Deshaun Watson, you know, mm. was he a factor in that game? Really? But, oh, he looked great. You know, he's coming along. I, I didn't see it myself. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he and Huntley looked to me to be pretty much interchangeable. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> It's a fair point. Hey, listen, Mike, we've got to go through the mailbag uh, before we get oh, out. Please, five, yeah, because five, uh, I, I asked myself right. questions. I was, I saw, <laughs> I saw your tweet and I started <laughs> yeah, asking. Hey, incidentally, saying get out of Dodge, of course, means it's the second time now. So that's £10 into the charity pot. Here's a message from Chris Baldwin. Uh, he says, thanks for the shout out. Made my week. This was on last week's show. My missus was wildly impressed. So I'll take that. Uh he says, I'm the guy who started the Simpatico Natisms charity fund. He was uh, a listener who suggested that every time I drop a Natism, right. Simpatico being uh, the uh, the blueprint for that, then the um, five pounds into the charity pot. What is the charity? He asks, I'd like to contribute at the end of the season. So we haven't finalized it because we might give to a few. I definitely know Shelter is going to be one of them. We might decide to open it up. We've, we're raising quite a lot at the moment uh, for it. Much more <laughs> me dropping Nadisons than we are with our DraftKings League. Although I won $5 <laughs> for the charity pot this weekend in our DraftKings League, Mike. So oh, there you go. There you go. That. So it's creeping up. So Chris, thank you for that. And we will definitely announce it, but uh, definitely will Shelter will be one of them. But whether we 
um, we uh, spread the load. It depends, I, I guess, on, on a number of things, including how much we raise. But we'll let everybody know when we we put that out uh, as to where the charity pot's going. Maybe even put a link in if you want to uh, spare a few quid to support it. That would be great. Uh, yeah. If you don't, if you don't contribute to this fund, Propo will go hungry this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is very true. You can always reach a out mind, to Alex Tapper, though. A mind is a terrible thing to have. Maybe that's what we should do: is remake planes, trains, and automobiles with Alex Capper and Propo. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so mailbag, right? We were gonna go to uh, oh, yeah, there's a Titans question I wanted to get into. Yeah, here we go. Um, from Bitter Toffee on Twitter, hey, Bitter Toffee, uh, Titans look like they've collapsed, Mike. Are they in danger of missing out on the playoffs, and where does that leave them? Business as usual next season or change on and off the field? Well, they've already made change. I mean, they, they fired the GM, um, John Robinson. I think I said. I can't remember where, um, but when they fired him, you know, the, the proximate cause appeared to be Todd Dowling um, drinking on the team playing. Which yeah, is we chatted about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think they miss him as offensive coordinator. Mm. Um, but it's a hard task for them to put together a really balanced offense because obviously you, you depend on on Derrick Henry and and. Um, Henry has his, his limitations, especially if they start calling holding on anything to the outside, because there was there was they threw him a pass early in the game, and uh, Van Noy was was the outside linebacker on the side, and Van Noy was literally just <laughs> standing with his hands up like this because the guy had him in a bear hug, and, and he's watching Henry go down the field, and 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 the the, the officiating was. Is is getting December rough? December rough as well. You know, there there was that Jackson uh, Jackson um, uh, for Denver the in, in the end zone had mm. had the receiver in a bear hug um, and the ball was thrown and you know incomplete and and even the, the even the it. announcers who you usually don't criticize the referees very much just said how who, how can you miss that you know it was um, it was like an Arge, he looked like an Argentine center back defender. <laughs> Oh, hey, breaking news, I'm Mike. Uh, to win the Super Bowl, according to the Athletic, the Tennessee Titans have a 3.1% chance. Of, yeah. But, but they are going to make the playoffs. It looks like. they, they should make the playoffs. I mean, what's the competition? Jacksonville's probably the Yeah, Jacksonville. The and they've the got the Jacksonville likely last team. game of the season. And yeah. the other two, Texans, which should, should be a shoe, and although Lovey's got the Texans playing. So, they're, um, I mean, they're only a game ahead of Jacksonville. So that would be great if that came down to a... Yeah, it might do. A, um, and Vrabel, Vrabel against Doug Peterson's a good coaching matchup. But for some reason in that game, every time the, the I saw it, Vrabel, they they had a shot of Vrabel on the sidelines with his hands on his knees as he as he does. Mm. It, it was like it was the Mike Vrabel show, and and then they would cut a little bit to the game. And I <laughs> I wasn't quite sure why you know why that was why you know why why Vrabel why we didn't there were some shots of Brandon Staley, but that's boring because Staley just sits there and makes a little note after each play that he calls. It's really yeah. weird, you know. It's like that <laughs> that one didn't work. <laughs> that one didn't X X X. And and I think I think the difference in the game you know was justin herbert and, and again if uh, we made we named like the five teams who you, know, you would think right now are the ones with with a, a mm -hmm. serious chance to win if you were going to pick a sixth i'd probably go with the chargers um mm. because herbert can make things happen despite all the the weaknesses that they have um you know uh, he and um williams I, did you see that play that set up the, the field goal toward the end of the game? And Mike Williams runs runs this kind of sideline pattern, and Herbert's scrambling to the to the same sideline to the right. Mm. 
and Williams is running and he he just he goes like this. He looks back at Herbert and puts his finger up in the air, pointing up mm. and her and Herbert throws the ball high. He it up. Yeah. And, and Williams is just saying, throw me the ball high. I'll catch it. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah. um, the, pose- the the kind of self-possession that Williams had in, in that in that thing and, and the ability of Herbert to deliver. Um, that might have been the most impressive moment of, of the weekend for me. And, you know, mm. um, it, it, it revives your faith kind of kind of in the game. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I can't see anybody else that really would worry me if I were a coach. Dallas, I suppose, would be the next contender. But nobody really should no. think that Dallas is a real Super Bowl contender at, at this point. They just they they just look. What's the word? not disorganized but kind of like creaky you know they're like a they're like a house of cards that that somebody's going to topple a card and, and things are things are going to <clears throat> are going to collapse and you know that might be mike mccarthy maybe the patriots could trade belichick for mike mccarthy oh that'd be interesting and see what see what that did what for the just for the playoffs um <laughs> one more from social before we get out of dodge so Here's an interesting one, I thought. Uh, well, because I'm not going to get you on officiating. We've done more than enough on that. No, this I, is from I, Adam. Adam, uh, old news, but primetime, Deion Sanders, is the coach of Colorado. Yeah. Do you think he'll be a future NFL coach, Charles Adam? No. Um, what he did at Jackson State is basically a recruiting a recruiting job, more than, more than a coaching job, I think. Mm. Um he walked out on Jackson state before the centennial bowl, which mm-hmm. was, which was on Saturday, um, which, which matches this, the SWAC against the MEAC two of the traditionally black college league conferences. Um, his son's the quarterback at Jackson state. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he will transfer to Colorado, uh, signed as a free agent with Colorado. Um, Is the NFL I, bound? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I can't, I can't claim to have watched any more than a few highlights, but he's a very mobile kind of court, you know, and and you really need to see a lot on those kind of guys before you you, can, they make the adjustment. Um, But I think Dion will have a tougher time at Colorado. Um, Mm. He goes in at a good time because USC and UCLA are out of the PAC 12. So, you know, the the competition level has dropped a little bit. Um, I'm still wondering what the PAC 12 do might, if BYU wasn't going to the Big 12, which mm. has about six teams, I think now, with Texas, and, course, Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, um, if they would have been a natural for the Pac, you know, the Pac-12's best move at that point would have been to bring in Boise State and BYU. Mm. Um, they would they would fit. The the alignment would fit. They, they could stick one in the north and one in the south. Um, and, and it would be cool. Now they've got this problem of, I, I would think Boise State would be a natural for them. Um, but they, they'll probably look at someone like Fresno or San Diego State in, in, the, in the Mountain West as well, um, a California team. But that's not going not gonna to quite work. They could just go as the Pac-10. But, um, mm. you know, you can't have a championship game unless you have 12 teams, according to <laughs> that's one of the new rules. Carlson, what are you writing about this week for your Patreon column? Well, that's, I suppose it's going to be with the start about the Patriots. Um, I'll preview, I'll preview the big one um, down in Frisco, Texas. Oh yeah. The, the Frisco, South, Frisco bolt. South Dakota state, one loss on the season, which was to Iowa seven to three in the first week of the season when they were brought in to lose. Sounds like and, a thriller. 
And North Dakota State has two losses. The first one was similar situation. They lost by three to Arizona in the first week of the season um, in, in the the higher division. And then they lost to South Dakota State at the Fargo Dome. Um, it'll be an interesting game. North Dakota State won, won the game, although their quarterback completed one of, was it 10 passes or 15 passes? He only had one completion the whole game. And they beat Incarnate Word um, 35 32. Watch the highlights. It's a really, it's a really weird game to watch. It's a, a really fun one out. to watch. So, Put yeah, that, that'll, be, that'll be one of the topics. I did, I'll do another bowl preview, um, mm-hmm. which I thought those were, those were exceptional this, this, this past week. Um, you know, the famous asking how famous the Idaho famous potatoes actually are. It's kind of like the raisins, the California raisins singing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I heard it through the grapevine. Um, oh, which, which was there's a good trivia question for them. Who was mm. the voice of the California Raisin singing? I heard it through the grapevine. Oh, what year? What year are we, are we talking here? Oh, you know, you probably haven't seen it. It was a commercial, you know, for raisins. Um, Buddy Miles had just got out of jail, and somehow he got the gig to. Um, he was Buddy the drummer was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Buddy Miles was the drummer for the Electric Flag and Jimi Hendrix band. Of ah, jail. was he? Okay, yeah, yeah. And a good vocalist, and mm. and um, he sang. He sang. Uh, I heard it through the grapevine on all these raisins. Raisins, animated raisins dancing too. I heard it through the grapevine, which, ah, you know, nice. life, was, life was sweet in those days. Simple days, simple times. <laughs> I'm Mike. Uh, great to catch up with you, man. To that Patreon column, of course, uh, available to subscribe to. So get involved with that gang. Patreon.com forward slash Mike Carlson, FMTE at Carlson Sports or at Carlson Sports uh, on Twitter. Carlson Sports. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we also have you on TikTok, appearing on TikTok, of course, because uh, the videos from the show sit on TikTok. I and Mike. Do they? The highest ranking video we've had so far on TikTok uh, in terms of views features you, I'm Mike. So oh, Jesus. You mean, uh, you mean you've been camera. recording me on camera right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's proper. That's, oh. He's not just here. He's not just a pretty face. He's not just Alex Kappa pretty Well, he's face. not a pretty face. So, yeah. That goes without saying. Alex Kappa's a pretty face. Oh, that, that's a double love, though. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Propo's got to, he's got to do the lumberjack beard like Kappa has. I and quite then, like that idea of Propo. There that, I think that, that, would, that would really work for him. You know, <laughs> you know I, I was at a party on saturday which meant i was watching the games on ketchup um but um they did it they did a christmas trivia quiz mm. and i was i was really really embarrassed because i couldn't remember the name of the book that clarence the angel gives to george bailey in it's a wonderful life oh god that's a good deep deep dive question and oh my god was i embarrassed you must have been really really pissed off that you forgot that yeah. uh you, which what's the answer tom sawyer oh it's tom he gives him tom yeah. sawyer yeah he's reading it at the start you know at the start of the movie he's reading it and then at the end he gives it with this little inscription you know no one no one's uh ever alone if they have friends or something like that um boy was i embarrassed i, mean, I a lot of this to, stuff yeah dig out it's I'm, a wonderful life uh, for christmas and we'll get that rolling again i think still what's my, on Still my favorite Christmas movie. It is your favorite, isn't it? What's your, what else is on your Christmas other than Planes, Trains? That's got to be on there. I know it's a official Thanksgiving <laughs> film. Home Alone. I like Home Alone too, particularly for the Donald Trump cameo and how that's aged. <laughs> <laughs> it's aged very well. It was like, you know, it should be on Truth Social all the time. Um, my second favorite Christmas movie is uh, A Christmas Story <clears throat> with Darren McGavin. Um, the the kid Ralphie wants a BB gun for Christmas. It's set in 1939 in, in Gary, Indiana. Um, and I suppose you need to be there in the sense that you have to understand that growing up process, you know, and, and the way kids dressed in the winter in those 
days and all mm. that kind of stuff. But I saw it for the first time in, in London after um, I just had a bad breakup and I was watching it in Leicester Square in a cinema, in a cinema, Piccadilly Circus in a cinema that used to be there. And um, I, I literally fell out of my seat laughing. Um, mm. And so I've, I've always loved loved it ever since. It's by, directed mm -hmm. by Bob Clark, who also directed Black Christmas, which is another of my favorite Christmas movies. But no one would ever call it a Christmas movie because it's about a serial killer attacking girls in a college dorm who've stayed there for Christmas because they can't go home for Christmas. Oh, and stars a, a very young Margot Kidder Margot and, Kidder, yes. and, only, From and Star, an only uh, slightly Cicla. aged Olivia Hussey. Yeah, who played Olivia Hussey played Juliet in Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. That sounds um, like a I happy, got a happy Christmas everyone kind of movie. That one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, I actually got a tweet from her because I mentioned her in some context, and she just said sent me a thank you kind of. I thought that made my day. We got to do a movie spinoff in the off season, I'm Mike. We got to got to chalk that up for sure. There's a lot uh, a lot we can get into there, but we got plenty more football before we get to the off season. So uh, we will keep on rolling. Uh, where are we now? The 90s? We're not going to see you till after Christmas, I might. So uh, happy Christmas. Oh, yes, it's happy Christmas. Watch your favorite Christmas movie. If you believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie, watch Die Hard because yeah. whatever you believe in is true. With Hawaiian pizza, right? You're okay with that. Die Hard and Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> If you want to do a spin-off show, we could we could do we could do oh yeah, let's we could, do it. We could do maybe we could do Nat, we could do we could do the Nats the Nats worst offenses against humanity, <laughs> and it would probably start with ordering ordering pineapple pizza for a three in the morning I will NFL <laughs> show. Won't let it go. You still won't let it go. I I, I used to I used to have gray hair until that happened. <laughs> Let us know at the NC show. You're with the team Nat on the Hawaiian pizza <laughs> for Christmas. I'm Mike Lukov. Just have a great Christmas. You too. Have a great Christmas. Propo, I bet you have a good Christmas. Ooh, Vegas is giving plus 220 on that one. Lovely stuff from my Mike. We will be back with him next week. We're going to keep a pretty full schedule through the holidays. Don't you worry about that. Greg Rosenthal with us Wednesday. So looking forward to catching up with Greg, me and Propo, Edge rushing back in business. The Drew Lock of the Week landing. Yeah, baby, was never in doubt. FFS as well. So a full slate this week and a lot more coming your way over the holidays. So looking forward to catching up with Greg. If you've got questions for the mailbag for that at the NC Show. We'll see you Wednesday. Bye for now. Podcast Network.